guys. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. Got a fun episode for you guys today. It's our weekly news episode where we talk about a bunch of stuff that we like. We didn't even talk news last week. We didn't. We were too busy talking about other stuff going on. Yes, and obviously we had Magnus Walker on. I hope everybody went over and checked out his YouTube channel with Haggerty. It's a cool show that he's doing. Yep, um, I loved that Jeep too. Yeah, that was, that was super sweet. Uh, but before we get into the show, what have you got for us? Let's remind everyone to head over to patreon.com slash You know what? Overcrest. You know what the Patreons are doing right now? What are as they doing? As I speak this, they're watching this episode live on YouTube. They're watching it live right now. That's what you're missing out on, seeing my beautiful face, seeing your short they're face. They're being really creepy. It's like a voyeur. Basically. It is. It is a little bit of a voyeur thing going on, but they're watching it. The, they also get the episodes <laughs> and early. And can't see that we're actually naked when yes, we do this. They already have Monday's episode, and yep. Monday's episode is Christopher Kippenberger again. They're already listening to that, probably listening to that and watching this at the same time. It's it's that's, also a that's great too much. It is too much. There's well, there's never too much of you, Jake. There, uh, <laughs> it's it's a great way to support the show. It's uh, like we always say, support the creators that you love. It's only five dollars. For as little as five dollars a month, we do of course have tiers beyond that at ten dollars, twenty five dollars. You can also make a one time donation if you're feeling yep, extra charitable. Somebody did or that. Or maybe, well, we're already past the year. I was going to say maybe you needed to get a little tax write off. Well, we're not a. T- <laughs> I don't uh, think. I don't uh, think we're. We are not. I don't think we're. I don't think that's how any of this works. So no, do not do that. You will get. Uh, you will get absolutely hounded by the IRS. All right. Anyway, let's get into uh, what's going on. Me, no, almost nothing, but I do have a funny story to tell. But go, go ahead and let us know what's going on with the. Uh, you, last so week you had the Olin shocks. I you, talked you, about the Olin. You talked about your shocks, and you promised me a Vespa. So let's hear, let's hear all about uh, it. So the Olins are on the way. Okay, That's from sweet. Germany. From Germany, they're like, "Yep, we will send them out. We do not <laughs> need to send the old ones in, and we will also pay you several Deutschmarks for doing this. Very good, very good. All right, all right. And um, also, I am ordering new wheels. <laughs> for what? The Macan. You couldn't just couldn't handle it, could you? You could not handle. Why it. can't you leave that stock? So it's just leave be it alone. Very OEM plus. It's gonna be okay. very OEM plus. So are they plus. OEM wheels? They are BBS. So no. Yeah. OEM Plus means it is a OEM addition, eh. like a factory addition to the car. Not necessarily. That's like what my, the plus is. Like That's my what car, the plus is. My car is is kind of OEM Plus. Like it's got OEM wheels, but they're from a, like they're sevens and eights from like the, a different car. Yeah. The, so that's, the that would be. The MIG clock, the Russian MIG clock is very OEM Plus, Chris. I'm talking about the wheel choice. When you talk about OEM Plus wheel, OEM Plus, the wheel choice is a, an integral Fine. part. It's of not a, OEM Plus. Okay, so what, what are these wheels? These are going to be 21-inch by 9 and 10 staggered BBS LMRs with a uh-huh. diamond-cut polished lip. and. So what is the difference a, between an LM and an LMR? Less spokes, and it has concavity to it instead okay. of just a flat face. And how big are these things, 20s? 21 by 9 and 10 staggered <laughs> because the rears are always bigger. How much and are these wheels? A lot of money. How much are these wheels each? I'm uh, curious. Are not, they too? Not quite a grand, of course. Okay, so well, that's not too bad. But I've spent. I need to have this. the centers dissembled and powder coated. Why? Because they do not make the LMR in this fitment in a bronze. It needs to be a bronze. No, 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 no. Yep. No, you do not need bronze wheels on your black car. Yeah, it'll look great. No. It'll look so awesome. No, it's so, so those predictable. So those have to be disassembled, powder coated, reassembled. And also, BBS does not <laughs> make. Wheels for this car in an LMR. Okay. So I have to buy them in a BMW fitment and then have custom adapters made as well. All right. Well, it, I mean, it's going to look awesome. It uh, will and, look you're, and you're lowering it a little bit. Yep. With software. 
Right, because it's already the uh, the factory air suspension. Yeah, but you could just do the little rod, and that would do the same thing. It'd be but way cheaper. Dumb. No, it's cheaper and easier, and it does the same thing that the software would do. I don't like that, do. because that's just like a cheat. And then it can bottom out if you do it wrong, yeah. whereas this is you can rewrite the software. It goes down. I'm going to get it realigned as well by the dealer. It'll be awesome. All right, sure. I do have some very, very sad news. The truck that I was going to purchase tomorrow... We decided we opted out of buying that truck because it turns out while it was in decent condition, it was not worth it. It's rusty around the fenders and everything sure. else. And I so thought I, you said it was cleaner. Like you told me last week it was cleaner than you expected. That's what the guy said. And then he sent me the videos and uh-huh. it was not. Okay. And it's not worth the four hour drive down or the four hour drive back for this truck that you can find ones locally for like just as good of a deal. You understand my so, concern. I do understand your concern. I called them. And I said, hey, thanks for going for all the legwork and doing this. We decided, you know, we're, we're going to opt out of the truck. I go, however, I am extremely interested in that Vespa. He goes, yep, 1979 or an 80. I don't know. I don't remember quite. I don't have a title for it, but we'll get you a bill of sale, get you all taken care of. This is Doug, by the way. Doug. Doug, great guy. He goes, Sounds more like a Terry by the accent you're doing. Uh, no, that's his brother, Gary. <laughs> I talked to Gary as well. All right. But uh, yesterday or this morning, I talked to Doug. Okay. And he goes, yep, it's been sitting for 30 years. I, you know, I don't really tell him part by the ones from the 1950s. I thought that was from the 1950s. Anyways, yep, what's your, what's your question? I go, well, Doug, I don't think it's quite worth me driving down four hours, picking this up, and then driving four hours back. Do you know of anyone? Can I pay for it now? And do you know anyone that's going to come up towards the cities? Are they going to, like, I could meet Dude, someone. Dude, I would drive down there and get the, the damn next, thing. Like, would, month even. I would drive to Iowa for that thing. Well, it is in Iowa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you would have to do that. Okay. And he said, nope. What do you mean? Oh, he doesn't know anybody. Nope. Sorry. Okay, like, so let's go. I don't want to drive I will hours. go. Right, I will fine. go get I'll it. I'll give you the info. You can go get it. We can buy it out of the Overcrest account. What does he want for it? 800 bucks. Done. Tell right. him it's done. That's Tell him deal. I'll come get it. All right. We can talk to Doug or Gary. And you are coming with me to go I get it. I don't want to come with. Why? That's such a long time in a car in a boring spot. It's boring, Chris. You you know how I do in confined spaces. For a short <laughs> period of time, yeah. It's a four-hour drive. That's like minutes. That's like nothing. Also... Um, I had a funny story I called you about this morning. It's not even car related, but I always have something going on. So I'm renovating the basement and actually that doesn't even pertain to the story. I'm also renovating my office. So we have a open office floor pan to the dining room area. And in order to contain that, I need basically a big door scenario. Well, there's only one company that custom makes try, not fold, but try bypass barn doors. Long story short, I custom ordered these big doors, yep. and they come this morning, and I, it was the same issue with the lift unloading it. I have a steep driveway. It's a liftgate truck. They're just going to leave it right at the end of the driveway. Okay. And so I'm like, crap, what am I going to do here? And this guy gets out of his truck with the liftgate, and he is an absolute ox of a man. This is the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Well, and, relatively speaking. Yes. Well, I think for anyone, you'd be like, wow. And so he's unloading it. I go, so how heavy is this? I don't even know. He goes, 500 pounds. I go, hmm. So I guess I'm just going to have to leave it here, huh? He goes, he looks at the driver. He goes, I can do that. He gets it on the pallet jack and single-handedly drags it up my driveway. 
Okay, let's be clear that your driveway is like 40 degrees. He basically just lifted 500 pounds by himself, pulled it up there, drops it in the pallet jack at the top of the driveway, and he just looks at me and goes, this is as far as I go. <laughs> well, you're like, well, that sounds I great. I was like, this is amazing. I don't have a Hummer to destroy the clutch on pulling it up the driveway exactly. anymore. Exactly, so. yes. But in the moment, I was just like, how did you do that? <laughs> That was my story. I don't know. You uh, you have something about yeah, a generator. So, so I, you know, I've kind of been thinking that the world is going to end. So I, <laughs> I wanted to buy a generator because I wanted to, I wanted to run my well pump. Uh huh. Right, and uh, just it's it's. How good is to your be, underground bunker coming? I do not have an underground bunker. Bunker. Real, you wanna... Realistically, over the last several years, we've lost power several times, and it would be nice to be able to not have to. So you conserve could water. Just go to Home Depot and buy like a little Honda generator. It needs to be 220 volt. It needs okay. to be two-phase to run the well pump. Right. The well pump is two-phase. You need to be able to do that. That's the main reason for getting the generator is to run the well pump so my family can have water and not have to worry. I can take a shower. You can do all these things you want to do and just be comfortable when the power goes right. out. And so I go on Amazon, mm -hmm. type in 220 volt generator. First result, Generac. It's $1,500 marked down to $1,000. Nice. It's a nice, quiet generator. Yeah. It's, it comes in this... It's like a Honda generator, so it's kind of like insulated. It's like a cube. Right, self-contained. It's, it's like a 4,000-watt quiet generator. I'm like, this is perfect. Right. It's got the 220-volt plug on the front, the one that's, you know, it's got the four pins. Yeah, no, right? I you know. plug it right in. Yeah. And then, so it's great. It's a perfect generator. Boom, buy it. Great. Shows up three days later, which is just incredible to me that the fact that I can <laughs> just buy this and it just shows up and it's just a few days later. Anyway, I get it. I, and, my, and my buddy, who is a electrician, comes over. He's going to wire up a transfer switch for me outside. Because you need a transfer switch. Right, because you, you have to, to somehow go from um, basically you, you the, can either, the grid power to generator. Right, power. I would like to be able to plug the generator in and run my refrigerator, run the furnace, run my well. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right and have right. a transfer switch. That way. That makes sense. Yeah, you could basically. don't they have it too where you can like plug it into the wall and it uses its own circuit of yeah, the house to but do? But then you're only using that circuit. Right, so oh, if I plug right. it in the living room, it's only running through I the gotcha. living room. That I don't want to. I don't want to. Plus, that's not going to run the well, right? It's not going to run the yes. well pump. So I get the generator. I get. I'm like super excited about it. My buddy Danny comes over. He's like, "Hey, this is a cool generator. Let's take a look at it. Get it out of the box. Get out of the okay. box." He goes, "This is not a 220 volt generator." <laughs> and I just go, oh, "It's not a 220 volt generator. You're right. It's got the plug. It's got a 110 volt, 30 amp line. Which I'm thinking, what runs at 100?" 10 volts and 30 amps. Not much. Not much, right? And, or you could have multiple. I guess you could have multiple things running. If you wanted to, you could have, yeah, like, the, if you had an electric range. Well, that would be 220 volts, too. I have no idea. Anyway, makes no sense. So I call up, or I go to Amazon. I'm going to return it. Right. Not returnable. <laughs> well, you're supposed to read the fine print before you order it, There was Chris. no fine print. and it was I the, don't believe you for a there minute. There was no fine print. I don't believe and you. And it was the first result for 220-volt generator. The first one, 220-volt generator. Well, type it in, go into Amazon right now, type in 220-volt generator, uh -huh. and tell me what shows up as the first result. Okay. It might just be manipulated because oh, I think it's just, yeah, like actual search engine optimization and yeah, per click. Whatever the case right, may be. So 220-volt generator. Generator. Is, is an orange Generac the one that shows up first? Or is it just... Generac GP2500. Boom. Yeah. Okay. So, not a 220-volt generator. So, I call up Amazon. Hey, what do you mean I can't return this? They said, well, sorry, sir. It's it's hazardous material. Oh, it's a sponsored listing. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. Yep. So, it's it's hazardous. hazardous. I said, what's hazardous about this? There must, I don't, it doesn't come with oil. There's no oil in it. Right. So, why is... What is, what is, is hazardous about this? This is an itty-bitty thing. How did you think this was going to be 220? That mine was a 3500i. So it's the step up from that one. 
It's it's bigger than that one. Anyway, that's, okay, this yep. is beside the point. All right. I call up. Yeah, it's hazardous materials. Can't return it. I'm like, I really need to return this. I don't really have any use for it. Right. What am I supposed to do with this thing? She says, hold on a second. Puts me on hold. Comes back. Keep the generator. We're refunding your $1,000. Oh, seriously? You can take it to a disposal facility or give it away if you don't want it. And I go, okay, that works for me. And hold yeah. on. So now I have a free generator. Sweet. So now I have a generator for free. I can't run 220, but. do you, Would you like to buy a generator? I'll have what you have into it. I'll buy it for what you have into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, zero. <laughs> anyway, so I, I cannot. Free. Free. Just imagine. So hold, on. What, hold, hold on. Hold on. What if I do the same thing? I'm wondering what we're going to have, like, all the... We're going to have 57,000 people doing... Yeah. Now, what was the lady's name you talked to? She was actually... Well, it was it was super Indian at first, right? The Yeah, and then you got, like... That got the actual human being that's a... Oh, I didn't mean to say that. I, I didn't mean to say human, Indians are human beings. I just mean I got a, a human being that wasn't, like, a robot on the line. <laughs> It's just like an English-speaking person that just, uh-huh. you know. You got escalated to the next right. well, I, level. Well, anytime you call and it's like, and you know, there's like a script and it's not like, it's, it's, yes, it's, okay. it's, it's horrible. It's called a call center, okay? They can be in other places besides India, Chris. Well, whatever the, no, typically no? not. No? Not in my experience. Uh, anyways, a $3,000 center. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I don't know how it's possible. It just gives you an idea and an impression of how much money Amazon oh, makes yeah. when they Where can give away like, a man. free generator. Good All point. right, let's get into, uh, before we get into the news, what have you got for yeah, us? Yeah, let's take a moment to talk about Akin Driving Gear. They are founded by true enthusiasts who create everyday gear that celebrates the very act of driving itself. Now, Chris, most driving shoes are very uncomfortable to wear day to day. The Akin Shift Driving Shoe, I'm actually showing it off it here right now. For how, are they, live how are they doing streamers. on their brown, brown shoes? I haven't talked to them in a while about that. Um, but this is the black akin shift shoot that I have there. I added some custom laces because I like to modify. I can't leave anything stock, it Wait, turns out. I put different laces yeah, in. Yeah, you did. Okay. Well, was it black before? They were was white. it black before? White was a bit too soft. Oh, yeah. Plus, yeah. they get dirty and turn gray. Exactly. Uh, the shift is a modern sneaker for those who love to drive. They feature a rounded heel for more comfortable foot movement on the pedals, and the unique heel toe guard prevents scuffing during any of that technical pedal work. Check out the shift driving shoe along with their other apparel at Akin Driving Gear, A K I N Gear.com, and be sure to use the code Overcrest for free priority shipping in the United States. So, when you have passwords, typically you want them to be good. <laughs> right? We want this is good. such a hilarious so story. When I, when I go into uh, log into iTunes or log uh-huh. into any website, Apple suggests a strong password. Right. Yeah. It's got like an exclamation point and a bunch of letters that I don't yep. understand. Special and characters. It's like Cyrillic script and just like all this, <laughs> this weird numbers and letters. You need to haul out the extra keyboard that works yeah, in Russian. Which yeah. I usually just say yes, strong password, and then I don't even know what it is. My phone knows and my computer knows. Oh, just, that's terrible. I, so I just use those. I, I just write it down in my spreadsheet. It's on the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And what's, yes. the, what's the password for I that? No, no, I won't tell you. So as if Nissan didn't have enough issues with its plunging sales. The company recently, uh, basically, its source code for the mobile apps and internal tools have all been leaked online. Okay. And what sort of advanced hacking tactics, you may ask, were responsible for toppling this ultra-high security of a company worth tens of billions of dollars? Well, apparently, all it took was entering the default username and password on a public-facing server. (laughs) (laughs) The Git repository in question was left accessible to the internet 
and was accessible by entering the username admin and the password admin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Tilly Kotman, who is a Swiss-based software engineer, learned about the leak from an anonymous it was, source. It was the Russians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that didn't take much, did it? No. This was no. even worse than phishing. This is yeah. even worse than phishing for a password. You didn't even change it. No, they, uh, yeah, I, they probably knew of some like, you know, sub server address online and they just went and it was like, oh, this is, you know, protecting. They go, admin, admin, boop. Oh, that's incredible. So this Swiss-based software engineer learned about the leak from anonymous source and analyzed the data that was released on Monday. Kotman told ZNet that the leak included source codes for Nissan North America's mobile apps. So all the like phone apps all that code, parts of the Nissan Assist diagnostic tool, so all the internal diagnostics, there's all the code for that, the dealer business systems and dealer portal software, so everything that the dealer like infrastructure works on, there's all the code for that, marketing research tools and various marketing data, I don't know if it was personal data as well, like consumer data, that'd be bad, yeah, and that, various that... other back-end and internal tools that Nissan uses. A I'm guessing if they have marketing stuff in there, that's going to be customer data. That's what I would right? assume. Unless it was just, I don't know, some tools that they use. It depends on how the database is secured. The database might have a different password. Well, obviously not well, Chris. Not well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess not. Even my router at home, I changed the default password to something else. Yes, of course. A representative from Nissan said, quote, We are aware of a claim regarding reported improper disclosure of Nissan's confidential information and source code. We take this type of matter seriously and are conducting an investigation. Well, as we said, you don't need to investigate very deeply to figure out what happened. Someone just failed to not set up the password. <sighs> In other news, Baywatch star David Hasselhoff. You the know, I, Hoff, Chris. I was watching the Hoff. I was watching some Baywatch clips the other day. Yeah. Some good old school I know. Baywatch clips. Yeah. Some I really remember, good slow motion running my down parents, the beach. I like, kind of didn't want me watching that. I wonder why, because it was basically it, softcore porn. And you look porn. back and you're like, wow, yeah, okay. I watched some clips. I'm like, was this on television? Yeah. Like this dude in just- In the 90s. Here's Pamela Anderson standing there oh, in a string man. bikini. She drops the, good. drops the soap in the shower on public <laughs> on national television. <laughs> I literally watched that she scene. Looked back in the day, too. It was incredible. Yes. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, anyways, David Hasselhoff was the star we didn't care looking for, but uh, he is auctioning off dozens of personal items, such as screen and stage worn wardrobes, awards, scripts, toys, autographed items, photos, music film, television memorabilia at an auction site. Did you know he's also auctioning off a float of himself? From yes! Like, <laughs> I saw that! What the heck? Like from like the New York New Year's Parade or it's some parade amazing. or something. It's like a giant yes. David Hasselhoff. Nobody has bid on that yet. I know. Well, he wanted a hundred grand for it. That's the starting bid. <laughs> Regardless, the thing we care about... I'll never be cool enough to have a float made of me. Never. I, yeah. No. I Well, I don't know if he was cool enough to have a float made for him either. <laughs> Apparently not. Nobody's interested. <laughs> the only thing we really care about, though, is Hasselhoff's personal kit car from the movie Knight Rider. On Silicon Valley. Hell no, I want to know who you are and how you're listening in. There's no reason for increased volume. I am scanning your interrogatives quite satisfactorily. <laughs> I am the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. 
So I don't prefer, and what's more, I don't intend to drive around in a car that talks back to me. So either Devin this pulls your plug, or you get yourself another driver. I am not qualified to overrule your wishes. Well, that's really <laughs> All right, you get the picture. It sounds that like was... my, my wife. She's gotten really bad at backseat driving lately. You are just, not authorized to override my wishes. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, what? Just, uh, there's nothing worse than, I know it's a cliche. Yeah. There's nothing worse than someone monitoring how you're driving and telling you to do it differently. I got out of, the, we were getting onto the freeway uh-huh. on the on-ramp. I got out of the car. <laughs> got out of the car. Why? What are you going to do? Where are you You going? drive. You drive. Fine. I got out of the car, walked around the passenger side, well, and let her why drive. Why are you such a bad driver to I'm, warrant this? I wasn't. Anyway, c- continue. All right. Well, uh, as of recording right now, I checked. The car is up to $500,000 with one day left on the auction. Not surprising. Not surprising. The auction. Where is it being being auctioned? uh, You can click on the link in the show notes. Okay. okay. It's a thing. It's a live auction. I'll I'll figure it out. Yep. Um, Now you made me lose my spot. Oh, so, Chris, do you know? Well, we just played the clip, but Kit stands for Knight Industries 2000. And this is all a descriptor of what Kit was supposed to be. Kit is an artificially intelligent talking electronic computer module in the body of a highly advanced, very mobile robotic automobile, that being a 1982 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. What would have been another choice for a car back then rather than a Trans Am? So 82, uh, fun fact, these were supposedly the first two Trans Ams off of GM's production line. Really? They're just like, we need these right now. We need to build this. That or they did it as kind of like a thing. Oh, I'm sure Oh, you get the first two, You can have them. Yeah. Yeah. So so in terms of auctions, you know these dudes love it. Yeah, it's number one off the assembly line. It's red on red. Even if it wasn't kit, they were like, this is number one. This thing would probably sell for 500 grand anyway, just because it's the first one off the assembly line. These dorks just love this stuff. Yeah. Uh, The auctions description says that if the price exceeds 25% above the reserve price, Hasselhoff will purchase personally deliver the car to the new owner. I don't know if that's big of a bonus, but I, that's kind of cool. Uh, according to the series, the original- What do you mean kind of cool? That's the coolest shit ever. If Hasselhoff himself delivers you the car, drives up in the, the car. It's just, that's that, pretty cool. I mean, that's about as good know. as it gets. According to the series, the original kit's main cybernetic processor <laughs> was first installed in a mainframe computer. In a T-1000 Terminator. No, it was used by the U.S. government in Washington, D.C., though. However, Wilton saw better use for him, that is being kit, in the Foundation's crime-fighting oh, crusade. We're talking hypothetically now. I thought you were actually telling me something that was real, but continue. Well, it's continue. real in the show. True, continue. This is all part of the show. Got course. it. I, okay. didn't know we, I didn't know we transitioned there. We, so we I'm like, went, yeah, cybernetic <laughs> processor. Yeah, let's... <laughs> no, kit the car you buy it does not actually talk to you chris that is a movie prop got it i am now talking about the plot of the show here's the thing is all the people that build the kit (laughs) build the kit (laughs) build the kit cars yeah yeah of of this yeah always program in a thing that you push the buttons oh yeah this will be the only one that doesn't even do that Probably. Yeah, you're right. It's it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. There was also like its uh, evil twin called Car. Car was the night automated roving robot, and Ooh. it was programmed for self preservation villainy. But this proved to be too dangerous for the foundation's humanitarian interests. Chris, we can keep going on about what Kit was, but uh, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can go buy that. Uh, Chinese internet giant Baidu. Baidu Industries has formed a strategic partnership with automaker Geely to so create I, a standalone electric vehicle unit 
the company has confirmed. On okay, Monday. so another this Chinese, is yet another another Chinese copycat company. Got it. So I uh, I don't know if they're going to be a copycat company. They're just because guess what the the Chinese biggest, are the most unoriginal group of people when it comes to manufacturing. They really like big time. grills. They do. I yeah. like big grills, and BMW <laughs> cannot lie. Uh, I was going to say, can, are you lying about this? Yeah. The uh, so I had a, a I wanted CarPlay in my 2012 Jetta Sport Wagon. Okay. So I ordered a, a factory radio from China with CarPlay on it, and it came with Baidu CarLife. Baidu CarLife, which is like the what the hell's that? It was like this. It was all in Chinese, so I have no idea. <laughs> but but it was just all these different like it was like a different GPS, different software for integrating with your phone, and you could download Baidu CarLife on my phone, which I did, and then realized, oh my god, this is probably the worst idea ever. Yeah, now they can <laughs> like basically track you ever. Baidu is apparently a search engine company. Like, oh, that's like what it the is. Google of China. So it's strange they're partnering with Geely, who does manufacture cars, and they're going to be doing this. It's also testing driverless car software named Apollo in a public robo-taxi, which is trialing in Beijing, which I'm sure we're only going to hear about the good things that happen with that. The robo-taxi already sounds like it's out of some it, dystopian movie. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's going to hey, be remember the, what, evil what's twin. The, what's the robo-taxi that's... Uh, what, uh, it's in the one with Mars and his eyeballs. Is it, is it Total Recall? Is yeah, it Total, re it's where total he like, Recall. And he, and he grabs... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was really good. He grabs the head and like rips the head off the yes. thing or whatever. I'm yeah, yeah. about taxi. Yeah. Oh, what was that name? I don't yeah. remember. Anyways, China has become the world's largest market for electric vehicles. They're almost the largest market for vehicles, period. Yeah. And uh, consumers are demanding next generation vehicles to be more intelligent, says Robin Lee, CEO of Baidu. So there you go. Another, another EV Chinese, company. Another Chinese. Well, like I said, when I think it was like some company in Turkey came out with uh, uh, Johnny Cab. That's that's what it was. Johnny, right? Cab. Johnny Cab. Oh, I read, is that from the chat? Yeah, with well, the chat. Johnny, Johnny Cab. Yes, thank so, you. Remember when I, we talked about that uh, Turkish EV company that came out Vaguely. with like an SUV or something that they were going to okay. build a factory? Yeah. I said, this. it's so easy. It's so You're easy right. to build an electric car. I mean, I'm easy in air quotes, right? right. I mean, it's I, like far, We can't go do say, it in our backyard. Let me, let me rephrase this. It's far easier than it is to build something with a combustion engine. From the ground up, yes. Because you, all you need is like a, a batteries, a, an electric motor, and a controller, and a pedal. You don't need <laughs> cooling systems <laughs> and ignition it. systems and oil systems. The batteries That's all true, usually true. have cooling systems. You do, well, technically, you don't necessarily need a cooling system for, for the batteries. I don't know if that's a fact, and I don't believe you know that's a fact either. I don't know that's a fact, but you used to be able to drive around in a Volts Rabbit back in the day with just yeah. a bunch of batteries loaded up in like it. just big I'd, 12. I highly old. doubt these guys that are putting Tesla motors in their car are wiring up proper cooling for their Well, I think you need to. For the batteries? Yes. I suppose if you want ludicrous mode, you're going to have to find a way to cool your batteries or for 10 minutes before you launch. it'll be ludicrous real soon. Yeah, it'll be on fire. I'm just saying it's far easier to put the system together than it is. You don't need all these complicated electronics and, and math sensors and I know what you're saying, sensors but and yeah. It's just, it's like one, the, the drivetrain doesn't need any information from the world. In, in order to operate. A combustion engine needs air pressure, air temperature, well, uh, air velocity, air... Uh, it, with the modern air engines, yes. Well, yeah, of course, a modern engines. What's, what what well, context are we talking about here? I don't know, the internal combustion engine Well, nobody's going to be like, well, I really that. hate electric engines. Let's go back to carburetors. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I mean, I'm game. It's never going to happen. I'm just saying, that's why all these companies can just do this, because it's yeah. it's cheap and easy, especially, you know, the, the you can go on, uh, what's it called, Alibaba, and buy all this stuff and just build one you can do it right now if you want you can go build one true so it's it's just much easier for people i'm just know. happy that the infrastructure is there to support everyone charging their electric car especially in california 
<laughs> Do tell me more. <laughs> Thousands face planned power cuts as Southern California winds spark critical fire risk. So basically what they did is they shut down the power grid. Okay, right? let, me, let me read this for you. Edison International Southern California Division tweeted a warning Sunday that, quote, strong winds and unseasonably dry weather are bringing to the risk of wind-driven wind-driven wildfires, let's say wind fire, wind-driven wildfires to some areas of Southern California and may prompt public safety power shutoffs. Bloomberg notes that it's extremely rare for utilities in the state to warn about blackouts in the winter season. Yeah, we only shut off your power in the summer. Right. Planned blackouts this week could affect hundreds of thousands of customers. So I don't understand how does shutting down the power grid decrease the likelihood of a wildfire? Come on. What? I honestly I don't understand. Because is electricity it? is a cause of a lot of fires, like down power lines, that kind of thing can spark fires. So the number easily. one cause of wildfire is a down power line? I don't know, but that's obviously what they're talking about. I mean, if you have it, like yes. if there's any any kind of wind, it's what is what's the strong winds? Yeah, strong winds, unseasonably dry weather. So they're just worried about telephone poles blowing over and, and transformers exploding and fire. starting wildfires. Okay, so cool. therefore, you are now stuck at home because you forgot to charge your car at work and you went home and then they shut your power off. So there you sit. Right. I was going to say it's great for charging your car, especially when you need it to flee your neighborhood that's all burning on fire. So now what are you going to do? <laughs> Oops. It's ridiculous. Chris. California is so stupid. Oh, my God. All right. Go ahead. GM is planning to offer up more than two dozen brand new electric vehicles in the next few years. And apparently... The company needed to signal a change in its direction. And what better way to do that, Chris, than to release a new logo? At the same time, everybody is retro, retroactively going back to their old logos. Retroactively going retro? Yeah, I guess that's kind of basically what's happening. They're basically going back to their old logos for the heritage factor right. of it. You see like Burger King's doing that, KFC, yeah, all I these companies are going back to their old vintage logos because they're now cool. No, yeah. GM's going to drop no. that and go. So gone are the previous logos, squared off lines and uppercase font. You remember it's just basically a blue box, dark blue box with white GM and an underline. Instead, you get lowercase characters and rounded corners. In one version of the logo, a blue gradient, which is straight out of Microsoft PowerPoint's Word art from the 90s it entires it fills the entire block of shapes and characters there's also a hidden electrical plug Ooh. formed by the g and underline chris there is zero tie to the brand's heritage and the whole logo looks like it was designed by some intern in the 90s it's just it it's is bad. so hideous gm had this to say quote the new gm logo features a color gradient of vibrant blue tones evoking the clean skies of zero emission future and the energy of the ultimum platform so that's GM's like battery skateboard chassis, the ultimate platform. Buster Conrad made a good point in the in the live chat. He says Volkswagen needs to be really careful not to go too far back with the logo. Because <laughs> they just went back quite a ways. But you don't yeah, want to go back too much farther. Much you don't point. Just, uh, the rounded edges in lowercase font create a more modern, inclusive feel, Chris. The underline of the M connects to the previous GM logo, as well as visually representing the ultimate platform. And within the negative space of the M is a nod to the shape of an electrical plug. Gag. Fast Company had this to say about the new logo, and I just have to quote it verbatim because it's great. A cynic might see this new GM logo as a reflex to the popularity of Tesla and a desire to not look old, outdated, and past it. But there is a way to do that without ditching a century's worth of history, brand trust, innovation, while evoking a certain thirtiness of youth. Thirstiness of you, excuse me. It's like your granddad in a Supreme sweatshirt. Just 
unnecessary. It really is. I don't understand why this was something that they felt they needed to do. They just need to, in a, they just need to build their brand by building a product that works. They Everyone recognizes the GM square. This is like the the cheap way to go. Oh, we need to we need to reband our business. The problem is, Chris, this was not cheap. I bet this was millions of dollars. I'm sure of it was branding consultants and everything else, and it is absolutely terrible. All right, so do you like? The Mark One Abrams tank. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Volkswagen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Mark it, Ones are good across the board. Yeah, the the Abrams anything Mark One is always good. The first version always the best. I'm thinking if that's true. I think it's true. <laughs> the U.S. Army is acquiring a new multi-purpose tank round, which can flatten bunkers, pulverize obstacles, breach concrete walls, or take out groups of personnel, and it can destroy armored and unarmored vehicles and buildings. So I I did watch the video of this thing. Yeah, pretty nuts. The 120 millimeter advanced multi-purpose round AMP for the Army's M1 <laughs> Abrams tank gets its versatility from. Do you think they come up with the acronym first, or like, they AMP? What can we? Uh, I advanced, think it goes hand in hand. Advanced, they go through names and then they go, okay, what's the acronym? Because yeah. it has to sound cool. They, I'm sure they go to the thesaurus to find words that kind of oh, match. Yeah. The, oh, there's oh, a yeah. vowel that means the same thing as this other <laughs> one. The M829 depleted uranium round, aka the silver bullet, maybe the anti-tank champion for punching through armor. It'll because go it's through just so heavy. It'll go through half a meter of steel. <laughs> but it's a one-trick pony, severely limited against other sorts of targets. Fired at a truck or house, it tends to zip right through, doing little damage, unless you just happen to be looking out the window at that particular well, time. Well, no, it's just interesting to think about. This thing is so hard and has so much mass that it just goes yeah. right through buildings and, yeah, like, trucks. The new amp is an all-rounder that can take on anything and everything. Officially designated XM1147. See, the that's Ample, why they needed AMP. <laughs> yeah, they did. AMP will replace four different rounds currently in service. They needed something to show up on the PowerPoint presentation when they show everybody. <laughs> XM1147 doesn't really work. Two of these are high-explosive anti-tank rounds, shape okay. charges, which punch through targets with, with a focused jet of explosive power. It also replaces the M1028 canister round, which is essentially a giant shotgun shell to sweep <laughs> an entire area clear of you just yeah wow so i i don't know if you're gonna get into what gauge it. do you think that is like you have like double lot buckshot what do you think the gauge is well it's i'm probably... thinking more the gauge because the gauge is you have 12 gauge 20 gauge they had 10 gauge eight gauge was anti-aircraft guns right. in world war ii i believe okay. so this is like you What's gotta go down it's gotta be though? zero gauge it's not like right? number it's not number eight buckshot right i, I mean probably it's not, not probably not no. that. that's more like it actually i did read all through this article, what it does is it launches up over like a target of personnel and then explodes up in the air because then all of its velocity, so it's it a just flak. takes the shrapnel, but it does, it uses the trajectory. So, okay, let's say your computer is like, that's your, your deployment of troops. Yes. This thing shoots up in a ballistic arc, yep. explodes at the top of the ballistic arc and all of the tungsten shrapnel comes down and just decimates that. Sounds awful. Yes, it does. Sounds absolutely War terrible. is not good yeah it's interesting to talk about this stuff but it's also like the technology is, is interesting but the um it also replaces the the, the, obs good. the m908 i love this name obstacle reducing round <laughs> obstacle <laughs> an explosive reduced. warhead for breaking up concrete dragon's teeth and other anti-tank obstacles basically those caltrops that sit out on the on the sand that you can't drive over them they might right. just have tanks on the track the amp also adds a new important new capability what's that 
The existing canister round is only for short-range use with a maximum reach of about 500 meters. This makes it uh, useless for dealing... This is not a new capability. This is detrimental. This makes it useless for dealing with one of the, tank, the biggest threats to tanks, infantry equipped with anti-tank guided missiles, like the Russian-made, whatever it's called, used in Iraq, Syria, and Yemen. When used in airburst mode, the AMP can target groups of personnel at ranges of up to 2,000 meters even <laughs> if it does not disable a missile team the round is likely to distract them enough so they are not able to keep a missile on course yeah that'd be pretty distracting i think i think that would just ah, run let's get back <laughs> let's get back in our hole yeah. all right uh we talk a lot about the new corvette the c8 and how it's basically on track it was meant to compete with higher-end exotic cars like they're testing it against ferraris and everything yeah. else that's yeah. why it's mid-engine yeah well the problem with that is it's also much more expensive. A Chevrolet spokesman told Fox Business that, that the he's checking to make sure no customers are wearing New Balance shoes and stonewashed shorts when they walk into the dealership because they don't want to ruin the image. Well, they basically self-select. The problem is it's so much more expensive than the old ones. And what does that do? It What's, drives Do we away. know the cost of, uh, different differentiation? Do we know... Because I thought they were supposed to be fifty grand. Does that mean none of them are actually fifty grand? That's just like the cheap one that nobody could actually buy. I think so. Yeah, I, I'm no, sure worry, I'm going to be yeah told wrong. Um, but what is a fact is the people buying these things are much wealthier. So it's not the same market at all. So what are those guys buying? So Fox Business, I don't know. Probably Mustangs and Hellcats. I'm, I'm guessing they're probably buying. Maybe go buy a Dodge. Can you imagine a Corvette guy being disenfranchised and going to buy a Dodge? Wow. I don't Just know the, that Corvette guys are all that brand loyal. Mm, really? I don't know. Have you ever? Mm, I think they are. They're I mean, the ones I know with they diamond, have the diamond plate toolboxes that yeah, say Corvette. Yeah, they already have the jackets. You're probably not yeah. going to change. Yeah. I'm but just, I could see them being can you imagine in, like, him, like, Hellcat. folding up his little Corvette jacket oh, into a little square no. and, like, and then he has putting to get it in out his the drawer. Hellcat one because, uh, <laughs> You got to have a new Anyways, coat. okay. The uh, <laughs> median income of Corvette buyer last year was $76,000. That's his income, yep. right? This year, the median average income of a Corvette buyer is $214,000. This must be what Chevy wanted. I mean, they've obviously marketed it this way. They've obviously, it's what they want. Base I mean, think price, of the margin. Here it is. Base price is $5 shy of sixty grand. Okay. And how much was the old one? That's... Three grand more than the previous version. So okay, I can't so it doesn't have anything to do with cost. I can't attribute it to the cost. It doesn't You're have right. anything to You're do right. with cost. They're just, it's, it's. It's just appealing to a different buyer completely. It's not only that it appeals to a different buyer, but they also lost their previous customer I base. Agree. The previous customer base Camaro? doesn't want. Maybe the Camaro? They don't want a mid-engine car. I agree. They don't. They just go, well, the Corvette's not for me anymore. This is not a Corvette. I am not going to buy one. That is essentially what happened here. Yeah, I agree. It's. Sad, and I don't like the new Corvette. Um, I do have a funny story to cap us off here, Chris. All right. A silver Volkswagen Golf has been parked in the same spot on George Street in Sheffield, UK, since December of 2019. One of the car's tires is flat, and the inside of the vehicle is described as a, quote, litter bin, with items <laughs> including old McDonald's food, empty shampoo bottles, and a shoe lying about. That is an odd assortment of stuff side note do you think that people are buying a lot of the car stuff is becoming lifestyle oriented what's the lifestyle orientation of of, of a corvette not well, speaking orientation <laughs> i'm just saying like everybody the guys that buy like like uh porsches and and ferraris and stuff like that it's all like very finely curated 
right? I mean, Porsche has Type 7, which is like their their outlet to curate the type of people that are going to buy their cars. Right. And Ferrari has all of their lifestyle stuff. I'm sure they have their own like little oh, life, yeah. lifestyle thing that they've well, got. I don't know what it's called. They make more off of licensing Jackets, and merchandise than they do on the vehicle. Well, with Formula One, that kind of goes hand in hand. All the True. all that merchandise, True. everything else like that. What's the the lifestyle what is the on, avatar? Or yeah, the, what is the, the person persona? that buys buys that Corvette? The old Corvette, I think it was kind of your fifties. Yeah, he was he was probably a little older, maybe approaching retirement. This is not necessarily His dad maybe a had a Corvette. Crisis. He's always driven Chevys. Yep, probably always had the Chevy truck, and now he goes, "Well, you know what? I'm not working anymore. I'm saving up for retirement. I'm going to get myself a Corvette." It's always been. The I think you're right. I think they bought Camaros. Car. I think you're right. I think they bought Camaros instead, like a Camaro SS or. Right. I think that's. I think that's where they went. Or an RS. Anyway, continue on with the. You know what the other problem bin. too though here. This might be some of it. Maybe they still want that C8, but the production is so behind on these things, and the markup is crazy, that maybe these guys that want one just, Are just haven't gotten premium. into one yet. It's possible, but I really think And that's they, why the guys, the I, only guys that have them, are the ones that can afford to. Pay I honestly, the, the th premium. I think they lost it. I think they lost their market. Yeah, they they should have done two models. They should continue the Corvette as it was front engine, and then come up with something. And new. this was just their their, their range topper. And then they exactly. could have charged more for it. Yes, of course. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, back to our uh, our Volkswagen sitting in Sheffield. So why shampoo bottles and McDonald's and a single shoe? That just seems strange. Regardless, residents have been reporting the car on several occasions, but to no avail. So last month, when the silver car had been parked there for a year. They decided to draw attention to it in a different way by throwing the car a birthday party. <laughs> Residents got together to cover the car in party decorations, including happy birthday banners, balloons, and a white sheet taped across the windscreen reading happy one year. One woman was quoted as saying, somebody had got to draw some attention to it somehow. It's been reported to the council several times. Myself, my neighbor across the road, and their next door neighbor have all phoned the council. But the council say the car can't be abandoned because it looks like it's in too good a condition. Okay. Quote, it's been reported to the DVLA at least three times. Its MOT certificate ran out on March 25th of 2020, and it hasn't been taxed since May 31st. So you'd think they'd want to know. The woman added that since the car has been left abandoned, George Street has been turned into a one-way road. Therefore, this car is the facing only the, vehicle facing, facing, the, facing wrong the wrong way. <laughs> she said, quote, we just thought we have to do something to draw attention to this. People have seemed to enjoy work your the British decorations. Really, it's, it's suffering. It's fine. You're it's Shefford. You don't I'm, know Shefford. I'm suffering. This is spot on for Shefford. I'm suffering right now. People passing by on the pavement do stop and look at it now. No word on what has happened to the Volkswagen since then. Well, it's gone. They towed it. Nobody cares. You know what's funny is when you have those little, like little dead animals on the side of the road and people set up little little, little memorials yeah. to the dead animals. That's kind of what this. That's kind of what this I thought it was me funny. Up. I just love that they changed the street to a one way, so now it's the only thing sitting there facing the wrong way. Yeah. And no one cares to tow it. Just poor car. Poor car. Well, whose car is it? I bet the person just up and died or something and just left it there. Anyway, we will see you guys on Monday. We're going to hang out uh, after the show here and hang out with the Patreons. If you haven't signed up for Patreon, you should. Patreon.com slash Overcrest. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star view. That would be great. And we will see you on Monday with Mr. Kippenberg. Take care.